listening to the Nerds Assemble podcast. to episode 286 of the Nerds Assemble podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Paul. And I'm Paul, aka Retroid. This week we've got a bit of a mix. We're kind of going with one thing and then hoping the other might act as a sort of palate cleanser afterwards. Maybe. We might need it. You might need it. Uh, but we're actually going to be talking about something super, super freaking serious for the start of this episode, and that is the state of California suing Activision Blizzard over its frat boy culture, and uh, Activision Blizzard's kind of, well, lack of real response, and um, basically everyone who's worked there and suffered or seen people suffer or whatever coming out of the woodwork. It's fun times! Um, and by fun times, you mean not very fun times at all. Yeah, the exact opposite, in fact. Um, the lawsuit uh, was put forward by uh, the California's uh, State Department of uh, Fair and... Was it Fet Point Department of Fair, Fair Employment and Housing? Uh, was it on Tuesday the... Was it, um, was it 20th of July or something? Let me just look. We haven't changed our calendar over yet, so I can look oh, back no. in time. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it was the 20th of July that went well. And uh, yeah, there's been like some statements from Activision Blizzard or a statement, some bullshit from some of their uh, C-suite, a bit more bullshit, and just everyone coming for me like, it is like this. It's still like this. No one's really suffered any consequences. Yeah, Fuck it's 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 just yeah. Um. So, do, do you want to go into the the suit, the details of the suit, which were first covered over on Bloomberg? Um. I mean, I, I decided to read uh, over on a Eurogamer for my details because I'm not a big fan of Bloomberg. Um, but, um, yeah, so the suit alleges a lot of things, um, especially aimed at uh, female employees, um, that the culture at Activision Blizzard is very similar to that of a, a frat house, um, and that there's... Uh, been you know a lot of male-led activities that are not ones you expect not only in the workplace but just nowhere um yeah include various guises of sexual harassment and in some cases arguably assault um and i think wasn't and then unfortunate incidents linked to the uh suicide potentially of at least one person yeah a woman um general kind of uh bullshit kind of stuff where you've basically got like if a woman doesn't reciprocate advances not getting very far in the business as a result you know uh, yeah 
I one well, um, no, one thing I heard was um, a game, quote unquote, that some of them would um, play, where they would just go around the desks of the you know the young attractive women, and just try out their latest rape jokes and things like that. Uh... <laughs> see, see how fun she is, and you say, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. Um. After Activision like failed to acknowledge that they are like Activision Blizzard, and I'm not reading out their full statement. We will link to articles that include the copy of their full statement. But, but basically, a, a, a full audio readout would just basically be a long fart noise, and then just go away, leave us alone. Pretty much, and with the actual smell managing to come through the um, actual, you know, bytes of data. Yeah. That's how bad it is. Um, but basically, um, so far over, like, was it something like 2,000 uh, current and former staffers at Activision Blizzard uh, have uh, signed a petition uh, calling, <laughs> was it calling the company's response to the recent discrimination lawsuit abhorrent and insulting? Um, and that's just being polite um, at this point. Uh, it, it failed to acknowledge that there was really anything they needed to work through or saying, oh, they'd done all these tiny little steps. But basically, there was no word that they'd ever taken anyone to task. Um, it came forth in various um, sort of speaking out of social media um, that uh, various, uh, you know, people that, you know, would come for stuff um to hr would be you know just it just nothing would come of it and this then would result in various unpleasantness anyway and accusations that hr's pretty much on the level with those who were allowing this hellscape to happen um and we've got a situation where a bunch of the c-suite was it one member of the c-suite has started blocking Ne- people who respond negatively to them about stuff over this. Yep. Uh, but then it turns out, and something that you shared, Retro, that a whole bunch of the C-suite there are people you would never want in charge of a a, a, a business that values things like diversity, inclusivity, or equity. Yeah. Um, it it turns out that Active Blizzard have employed quite a lot of... Uh ex-Bush administration people in their legal department and um, I, th- I think the, the woman that they've got in charge of uh, well basically in charge of saying there's not a problem here was was quite fond of um, enhanced interrogation and defending that legally which which is just you know that's incredible but yeah the C-suite how, um, or the Cosby Suite, which was another name <laughs> for it. Um, I've I've sent you the uh, you know, a picture, but yeah, there's um, there's a picture of several uh, you know, senior bods, uh, you know, and they're all sort of posing, um, having a jolly good time on like a hotel bed. And yeah, it's just my God, you know, the the people who are on here, um. 
You've got the vi- uh, vice president or e- in an EP at Riot Games. If you remember, Riot Games was uh, getting a lot of stick last year for very are similar they, HR. Have they settled yet or not, or is it still ongoing? I think that might still be ongoing, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I think I saw uh, something suggesting they were trying to go for 10 mil, but actually they could be uh, el- uh, liable for something like $400 million worth in damages. So, Yeah. Nice, but I yeah I I'd, I'd heard a while back that Riot were awful to work for, and it's like oh really, Riot come from Activeblaze. That's a well you know that's a a non surprise, but it does explain a few things. But yeah, so you, you've got the the VP of Riot Games, you've got the game director at Blizzard, you've got a game director at Deviation Games, you've got design and world BD, world building at Bonfire Studios, you've got a lead designer at Blizzard, a, a design sub lead at Blizzard, a principal level designer at Zenimax, and my favorite, the last one, which is Alex Alfraziabi, hired, uh, fired from Blizzard for misconduct. And they're all together just in one picture. And behind them, big framed picture of Bill Cosby. It's like, yeah, oh, so the Cosby suite, you know, have the, um, you know, oh, and they said in the statement that the reason it was called the Cosby suite was because they liked his comfy sweaters, which he was famous for from the TV series. That's just the biggest load of ball I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like, welcome to my Hitler suite. We're a big fan of side partings and moustaches. There are no other things to draw from the naming of the suite. Yeah. It's just, yeah. They're, they're not even they're not even trying. That's the thing. It's, it's just, it's basically, you know, the whole thing has an air of there's not a problem. You're the problem. You having a problem with us is the problem. Kind Therefore, of go away. Uh, yeah, and, and then just, yeah. It's just... Uh, and there are so many people who were at Blizzard or... It's, it's like um, I saw someone mention that years ago um, they... You know, they had their portfolio of artwork and they were going and they were warned away from going to the Blizzard stand at E3 because of some of the people, some of the men that they had on the stand. So well. it's it seems to have been this this has been this has been the same level of secrecy as there's shady shit going down in Catholic orphanages. Yeah, it's it's kind of been it's you know it seems to have been everyone knew about it, but it was such a pervasive thing that there was nothing you could do, because no matter how much you you shouted and screamed about it, it was just yeah, it's awful. But what can we do? I think that's the problem with soft power in general. Yes, is the fact that it just cannot deal with situations like this. Not systemic, sort yeah. of inst- institutionalized uh, stuff that is like you've got leaders obviously in the business who seem to be for the most part. I mean, I, we obviously don't know what the case is for all their 
VPs and that, but if they're C-suites acting like they are, it doesn't exactly say much for the people in the, the lower ecleons of leadership within the business, that they're not terrible. Um, like it's... modeling and stuff like mm. that is like a really big part of like decent leadership so that you don't have behaviors like that taken out. And if you just allow them to happen or you actively take part, well, it sends the wrong message. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is a culture of what's been literally cultivated, yeah, in terms of behaviors and attitudes and <sighs> trying to change culture in that respect when. The people at the top kind of like it that way is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically the only thing you can do is get out. And in that case, you're not helping the people who are there, but what can, mm. what no. other options do you have? But the, the other issue, though, is that... Because if you sort of look at some of the commentary that's come out of it, it hasn't just been obviously about Activision Blizzard. It has been about other big named companies i mean there was already a huge uh sort of re-pointing out the fact that um ubisoft had failed to address stuff that had been pointed out to them over a year ago or something to do mm-hmm. around stuff around harassment and stuff um obviously riot um but th- that's just three but i hate to say it but i think you can guarantee that almost every triple a anything whether it's you know studio whether it's publisher or whatever's they've got big problems mm. in these areas and and of course the sad thing is there's not it's not even it's not even just the triple a's you've got awful people who are big in the indie yep scenes and uh I also want to point out that in the tech, because tech, the game sector is part of the tech sector, it's part of tech and it's part of the entertainment sectors. And both of those have also got massive <laughs> issues with these kinds of things. Um, as we sadly know too well, certainly in the, case of the entertainment sector, mm. which is where, I mean, because the, they didn't originally, they kind of jumped on the bandwagon for the hashtag, Me Too existed before all the allegations of Weinstein and that Winston, whatever started coming out um but um te- that I, I have yet to encounter a tech business that's gone past a certain size that has a has people from different backgrounds working there not have some kind of issues to some degree along these lines and yet i rarely hear about those issues so much from friends who work in i don't know less knowledge industry type places like there's not something that isn't there but i don't know like is it just the kind of mentality that some people get set with when they I mean, work in knowledge industries it's kind of difficult to say because i mean <sighs> Like, on the outset, um, it seems like a lot of these industries have always been boys' clubs. Mm. So is this more of a case of um, more and more uh, diverse people starting to get into those industries, realising what they're like, and actually kicking up a fuss? Yeah. Or have these men just kind of got worse and worse over time? Emboldened, it's even. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of difficult to say because we don't necessarily have the historical data on it. 
But certainly the main response to this shouldn't be the kind of denial statement that Activision Blizzard released. Nope. Like, they didn't even have to release something as on. They could have been like, uh, you know, they could have done a statement that was like, we acknowledge the findings so that have been put forward, you know, by the investigating, which was, you know, it was a department at, you know, in California that did it, you know, actual state's yeah. department. Um, and we will look into the matter mm. and, and uh, you know, something, something about, you know, obviously we will wait the decision by a judge as to whether or not this goes yeah. any further. Like, that, that, that was the bare minimum they could have done, which would have been neutral and detached, but it wouldn't have gaslit anyone. Instead, they just, not even double down, they just quadrupled down. Double, on, double it's down. not our fault. <sighs> so, um, I've, I've been digging around and I've finally found a, um, a post by Mike Selinka, who I'm not, again, I'm probably going to be screamed at by people, but um, I have never been a fan of Blizzard. I, I just, you know, it's never been, um, you know, types of games that you know I've been that interested in. So, you know, but, um, let's see, Mike Selinka. Game designer, puzzle maker, president of Lone Shark Games, which is a company he founded. Okay, I don't know if he's um, done anything more than that, but um, his statement about it was interesting. May I read some bits out? Sure. Right. Um, when California issued its charges, I was not remotely surprised by Activision Blizzard's response, which can best be described as the Brett Kavanaugh defense. It was an attempt to scream the problem out of the room. It made perfect sense to me that this leadership team would issue that statement. Let's start with the company's executive uh, VP for corporate affairs, Fran Townsend. She's the one who's been blocking people on Twitter for Mm. disagreeing. Who was the Bush administration's third of four Homeland Security advisors. The hurricane as she was called, was a primary advocate of torture as a policy. I'm sorry, she calls it enhanced interrogation technique. She was in that job as the Abu Ghraib revelations came to light, defending the uses of waterboarding, forced nudity, sleep deprivation and the like. The fact that a torture defender became the chief compliance officer at a game company is staggering. The fact that a torture defender is, get this, the the executive sponsor of its employee women's network is even worse. One of the demands of the recent walkout is that she stepped down from that position after she issued a tone-deaf response to the allegations. As bad as Townsend is, Activision Blizzard uh, topped themselves by hiring Trump Administration Undersecretary of State and Mike Pompeo's sycophant, Brian Bulateo, as its chief uh, chief administration officer. Before the State Department, he was Pompeo's chief operating officer at the CIA. Basically, he was Pompeo's attack dog. The State Department's Inspector General described him as a bully, running the department under a cloud of intimidation. He also showed how Bulateo would repeatedly ignore potential illegalities committed by the state employees. Also under Bulateo, state spending on domestic travel and use of government staff for personal benefit to the secretary went way up. And there's the whole ousting of career ambassadors like Mary um, 
Jovanovic, which Bulateo oversaw. If Ran Tanzound is kind of the worst, Bulateo is literally the worst. <laughs> and it goes on because there are various other, you know, Bush and basically Republican terrible people employed. So um, they deliberately it, hired a shower of bastards. Yeah. It's it's just wow, these people are awful and they'll defend anything. We kinda need those people. Um what what's worse is to learn that there has been talk, obviously that's not the bad news. So there's been talk <laughs> from certain corners that in response to all this, that really it's just further evidence that the games industry, at least in the US, if not elsewhere, needs to unionize. Yes. Form unions and stuff so that they can, you know, as, uh, what was it, as uh, Jeff Strain, who apparently used to work at Blizzard, uh, put forward, um, uh, like, unions basically, um, uh, you know, basically help groups to be treated in an equitable way. You know? That just sounds unacceptable. Uh, yeah, um, apparently there is to some people. It's only for that kind of C-suite that you've just, you know, just read two names from um, and their resumes. Yeah. Certainly unacceptable to people like that. Um, who's the guy who's that? Who's the top person uh, exhibition at the moment? Is it Kotick oh, um, or is it somebody else? Uh, yeah, I think he's basically the boss. He makes a ridiculous amount of money a year. And they laid off loads of people the past few years as well. Yeah, but they're only the people who actually work on the games. You you know, everyone knows that Bobby Kotick is responsible for the the massive, you know, sales figures of uh, Call of Duty and the continued subscriptions to World of Warcraft. Everyone knows that. Just make me think that maybe, like, because... Gaming has become dirtier and dirtier, it, fe- it feels like, with, you know, politicians fucking coming in and, you know, running businesses, like gaming businesses and whatnot. It just, it feels like it's getting murkier and dirtier and maybe that's part of the reason why I'm just kind of not playing as many games nowadays. Yeah. Maybe. Kind of related to that is, um, yeah, I find it difficult to find games which will interest me, which is why I've started yet another playthrough of Bioshock, this time the remastered ones on Xbox One. But, but, yeah, but we can talk about more over. of that in a bit. We can talk about yeah, more yeah, of that yeah, in yeah. a bit. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... It'll be interesting to see, uh, like, to how far this goes this case because obviously it has to it has there's several stages basically um before it can be taken to trial mm-hmm. like um you know, basically judges got to agree to various bits to do with it there's gonna be depositions and stuff and depending on what comes out of that will affect whether or not it ends up going to trial and uh the state wants it to be a trial by jury as well it does make me wonder whether legal eagle will yeah i really hope legal eagle maybe looks into this very um, might not i mean he um i'm gonna check his twitter now <laughs> he did uh kind of go on that whole uh what was it alpha omega beta um 
Omegaverse thing. Yeah. You did uh, make a video about that. So fingers crossed this isn't, you know, too small fry for, you know. Oh, the, oh come on. Like, the big, oh, he, could, he, he could be barking up the wrong tree. Uh, Activision Blizzard is one of the, you know, biggest, you know. True, uh, true. Games companies out there, um, basically. No, he hasn't been. He hasn't been online that much the past week. Um, let's have a look. Just looking through his timeline. I take it, Retroid, you've um, heard of Legal Eagle. I have heard of, but do not know much. Um, okay. I presume he's a um, like legally qualified bod who does commentary. Under a student, um, yeah, um, basically, kind of YouTube personality that is, you know, kind of a lawyer, and um, you know, can kind of run people through the legal system of like America and whatnot. He did a, an interesting one on, um, was it the uh, Star Trek episode, The Measure of a Man? Actually, the one time. Amazingly enough, it's not from that, but I think I've watched something else hmm. that he's done. I remember watching a. You know, a YouTube video with a you know, kind of a pseudonym like that. Mm. But yeah, I, I follow a few um, legal people like the Secret Barrister, and mm. you know, they're they're interesting when it comes to how things are being reported versus how they actually are. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and and incidentally, I had heard that you know, with the mention of uh, you know, people need to unionize. Um, Activision have hired the same law firm that. Um, Amazon used to yeah. bust unions. So, so uh, yeah, because nothing says um, you know we care about our workers than hiring an external company to make sure that your workers don't get more rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because everything's fine, as we all know. At every single time in history, everything has been fine. Stop rocking the boat. You're making. A problem out of it. Yeah. The problem I is you. Point out that I, know, I will point. Out, I know we haven't gone into like huge amounts of detail about what some of the allegations are, but quite frankly, they are in some cases pretty fucked up. Um, and <laughs> so, like, like, like you said about like you know kind of rape jokes and um, sexual harassment, lots of sexual harassment and whatnot, mm. and. Uh, Denial of uh, you know yeah. kind of promotions and stuff. I think yeah, I mean, basically you know you can find unfortunately quite a few effective uh, people um, who've been there over the years uh, tweeting about this um, and posting about social media. Basically, so if you want to go looking, you can find this stuff. But be warned that it's pretty triggering type stuff. Um, it, yeah, a lot of it's fairly horrible. I, I've also hmm. seen some. Um, there were some esports uh, people. I was reading some threads of, and they said uh, you know, they were hired because they were women and because of how they looked, and they were told that point blank. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah, and just. You know, they knew about people who were, you know, it's it's the usual thing. Women will tell other women who to look out for, who to be careful around. 
And there were various cases of, you know, things like that in the esports community. And of course, it, you can tell how, you know, this, uh, you know, culture as Activision, mm. Active Blizzard was absolutely perfectly fine with this because they had people who were, you know, active in the forums. Yeah. And the right people never got action taken against them. Yes. Um, it's making me wonder who else they might come out of the woodwork on something like this for other companies. Like, there's been, mm-hmm. over the years, like, growing discontent with, like, the situation at places like Valve, who have a flat hierarchy structure and a reportedly very cliquey nature, and, like, God knows what that could breed in terms of, like, ill behaviour at work. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think part of the problem is, though, is that you've kind of got this culture um, and I feel like when it kind of comes to, you know, kind of companies and businesses this large, culture is far more important than people understand. Oh, yeah, undoubtably. Yeah. But the, the, the culture is partly, it's partly led, obviously, by the majority of the businesses, which aren't the managers, mm. but it is kind of instilled by that leadership by those people in those positions of mm. power um you know we're, we're we're all a bit kind of you know basic in how we model our behavior at the end of the day most of us like if we see somebody who we consider to be more important than us modeling when you're performing a certain type of behavior yeah. we will often in order to fit in try to mimic that behavior and if the behavior that you're mimicking is really shit to begin with what do you think's gonna happen mm. um or or obviously that then there's also then the disturbing element which could be that maybe there were there was leadership in the company that was modeling okay behavior but just didn't call out people who they saw doing nasty shit yeah and then those people would rise up the ranks yeah. 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 I think we should talk about something else now. Obviously, this case is ongoing. Um, according to uh, some uh, people who went and talked to, the, or the Washington Post talked to, um, there is uh, a reasonable grounding for this case. Um, yeah, it's probably going to go through i mean whether or not it's going to go through to the extent that it ends up in court is of matter you know obviously after depositions and stuff mm-hmm. like they might settle out of court um but it sounds like um the department of fair employment and housing in california is determined to kind of push it yeah yeah i'm not surprised I mean, it does make me wonder if this did go to court and the state of uh, California won, what kind of effect it could potentially have on well, the gaming industry? I mean, obviously, it sets up case history, mm. which is one of the biggest mm. things in like US law system. Mm. Um, whether or not it means that there'd then be like a like the state legislator might do something, perhaps you know, like maybe they sign in their own new laws or something. Um, obviously the tech industry because it'll be for not just gaming it'll be for the tech industry it'll Mm. try to be like oh oh but competition blah 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 blah." um 
and and try to threaten the usual oh we'll go move to other states that don't have something or other but whether or not many of them would follow through is mm. another matter entirely because that's a lot of people to move and the games industry suffered certainly like compared to almost everyone like it's tough recruiting coders certainly um, yeah. and other kind of uh, technical fields hell it can be tough hiring people in marketing and sales roles um certainly these days um so uh i do find it kind of odd yeah. when companies do that they'll just turn around and go oh, okay well if i i won't be able to get away with this you know terrible abusive behavior here i'll just move somewhere else and it's just like why don't you just fucking let them then i mean it's quite an expensive thing because if they still then ended up with like being fined um which would cost them mm. a lot of money because yeah they're bigger than riot <laughs> um <laughs> Like, so you get fined, they're going to go through the hassle of trying to move people who are okay with being moved and dealing with a full lot of people who don't want to move and, oh, God. Like, it would get expensive really fast, so, especially for business of that side. Um, but on, and on also the plus side, not, they've got, you know, they're not unionised. <laughs> so, you yet. know, they could keep the prices down. Let, let's hope that... Um, the ideas for some unionization kind of take yes, off there. Yes, get unionized. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, yes, yeah, this is a depressing subject. All right, we are changing <laughs> gears completely now. <laughs> completely. And there are spoilers ahead on this uh, gear there change. There may be spoilers um, ahead. But, well, there's uh, Moonlight. Was it Moonlight? And Love. Magic. Ma- was it Moonlight Magic? Well, I Moonlight music. music and Love and Romance, but I was trying to rewrite it. Yeah. We're talking about Loki. We're talking about <laughs> Loki. Everybody on this podcast has now seen Loki. If you have not seen the... Was it six? Is it six episodes? Six episodes. Six episodes of Loki, season one, on Disney+. Plus, All through other means. Um, <clears throat> Dave Internet... Um, our, our mutual friend. Our mutual friend. Then either keep listening because you don't care about spoilers or come back to to this uh, episode after you've finished watching it to hear our discussion about it. Or alternatively, if you don't give a shit, then, uh, well, I mean... I said stores. if you don't mind spoilers, keep listening. But, I mean, like, if you don't give a shit, still keep listening. Oh, because presumably listening. There might be some people who don't yeah. care about Loki. Um they should totally care about uh, cro- cro- uh, Crocodile Loki, though. I, I would Crokey. I would say that up until maybe a bit of um, Ragnarok, I didn't get the character. I just thought he was shite. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I, I know. But then, of course, I'm just basing it on the character as presented in the movies. Mm. Yes, yeah, so you know, he, just two dimensional at best. Yeah. He he gets he gets a little bit, little bit more there first. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. I mean, to be honest, it, it's it, it was like the first Thor film. You almost forget that he's in there. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that he is kind of the main villain of that one. 
Uh, then um, Avengers but, Assemble. But fortunately, he's, in he's, he's never a main villain ever again after the first Thor film, <laughs> is it? Because that would get quite boring quite fast. Mm. But um, like Avengers was... I, I quite enjoyed uh, Avengers. And then you had, um, was it Thor 2? And like he's in that again, and nobody yeah, really there. likes Thor 2. Yeah, he's just, he's just a character in that film that nobody likes and, um, and shit and happens it, and it's because of loki and it's yeah. just why is he still alive then <laughs> and, and, then, and then it comes yeah. to thor ragnarok when it's like oh actually you know he is kind of a you know he, he's he, a much he more plays interesting off character. the other characters well exactly that's that's why it, it's just well that's why as you know when i saw that it was finally they have made a good thor film hmm I've just had it, to really think about what happens in Thor the Dark World in regards to Loki. It took me a moment, and I don't, I'm don't. i surprised Paul didn't see steam coming out of my head or smoke. <laughs> but well, I just remembered what Yeah, happened. so he's kind of in jail from the events of the Avengers. Then he kills his mum by sending the people the other way, which I'd completely forgot until I actually uh, saw the first episode of Loki. Yeah. Um, then he uh, escapes with Thor, uh, tries to trick um, the Dark Elf, fakes his death, death, and then basically poses as Odin. And re-emerges in Ragnarok. Yeah. Gets found out in Ragnarok. Gets found out in Ragnarok. Okay. It's it's just, my God, Thor 2 was just... I mean, I thought Thor 1 was a bit crap, but Thor 2 was, mm. it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Which is why if it yeah. wasn't for all the fuss about, you know, Ragnarok, I wouldn't have bothered. But I'm pleased I did. Yeah. Mm. And then, of course, um, yeah, you, you, you've you got this, this series which, you know, builds upon the character in multifaceted ways. I mean, I think Marvel did a good thing by kind of having superheroes buddy up, and uh, not not in like an, a you know a big team like Avengers type way, just like you know having like uh, Thor hanging out with like the Hulk and stuff, or um, yeah. Steve Rogers being um, with uh, Scarlet, no, not Scarlet Johansson, um, Black Widow. Yeah. So, you know, kind of just teaming up in that respect, it just kind of makes it a more interesting dynamic. They've mm. got people to bounce off. Mm. Yeah, so um, is, is anyone going to do a, a like, a basic... Um... Okay. What analysis... What, 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 what is the plot of Loki? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so Loki is set after... Or from the point that Loki in which Avengers film? The first Avengers film. But um, as a result of... Of the events of Endgame. Gets his hands on... The... uh, uh, Tesseract. Tesseract, which obviously has one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And he goes and uses it to vanish off. Yeah. um, And ends up in a... Basically, the TVA who are the Time Variance Authority, um, have basically tracked Loki 
um, to where he vanishes off to. Which is some desert somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And basically says that he's not meant to be there. The timeline has been changed. You are a variant and you're coming with us. Yeah, you are deviating from the sacred timeline. Mm. And, then, and then we see something happen to the location that he appeared in, but we don't know yet what that quite is that they're, they're doing with these weird little timers and stuff that they set up around the place. They're almost like egg timers that it, they almost remind me of. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, but they're yeah, not quite... I, I really like the trope of um, the sort of hellish, infinite 60s office. Mm. Bureaucracy with with that, graphic design, yeah, because that's that's what the TVA uh, mostly resembles, where it, it's you know like grey concrete corridors, but also just lots of offices and lots of terminals and lots of paperwork, lots of files on everything because they are looking after the eternity of the timeline, and yeah, that's you know it. I was getting you know like control vibes as well from the sort of slightly otherworldly nature where you've got the juxtaposition of it's an office with what the hell Mm. although one thing that i um did uh think uh basically when i first saw uh when i saw the first episode um in comparison to the trailers the trailers kind of made it seem as though Loki was going on like a, you know, oh, he's basically going to go on an adventure through time, basically just, you know, fucking things, uh, you know, kind of around. Basically being Basically Loki. being a bit of a mischievous. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, no, in actual fact, this is pretty much about a story about him kind of uh, struggling a- against order, in essence. And also yeah. kind of... Um, himself as well mm. his nature oh definitely like, definitely I, I mean it feels like uh you know with thor ragnarok you had um you know kind of loki kind of evolving slightly becoming more sympathetic you know might be slightly more anti-hero type uh, thing you know sticking with that as guardians rather than you know kind of running off to you know somewhere else uh, to try and yeah. survive um and that kind of gets undone and you kind of think to yourself, oh no, all that fucking character development. And it's like, actually, what they've done with Loki the TV series is actually a bit better than uh, where Loki was um, kind of at the end of, well... Because keep in mind that obviously he he dies before the snap. Mm. And... But it well, was, I mean, I but, suppose it was his personal snap. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, hey, yeah. But it was whilst redeeming himself utterly mm. and fully, trying yeah, to I, help. I I liked uh, his reaction when he was given the, you know, well, you're a variant, so it doesn't matter. But this, so this is what the sacred timeline version of your life is. This is where you know it's up to. Mm. I liked his reaction with the, just the you know the horror at uh, you know the death of his mother. Yeah. Exactly, and it had to be kind of done while while he was alone as well, when there was basically nobody to play. He yeah, he didn't need to be anyone to anyone else except mm. himself. 
so he could yeah. observe and it was just the oh shit yeah this is how he really felt underneath all the games and you know manipulations and whatnot yeah and i really like that i i really liked his interplay with well his interplay with most characters to be honest mm. um but especially mobius oh yes no doubt there's probably going to be fixed. I want more of with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> there, so when it started out, it was very, there, as far as I could tell, there was very quickly shipping of, of, of Mobius and uh, Loki. Very quickly happening. Loki? Gosh. It, I can't remember Lo- what Lobius. That sounds like what they were calling it. Um, and then, what was it? Is it Sylvie? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Appears on another variant <laughs> of Loki. A for all intents and purposes, is it Silky? I think so. Sylvia or Silky? I don't know now. Oh God, it's already been too long. Ah. <laughs> could be. Could be Lovi. Lovi. Uh, um. Yeah. Emily's I'm just, just googling. No, I'm just checking. I'm pronouncing the yes. Yeah, so I am pronouncing the character. Sh- this is Sylvie. Did, did no one ship the crocodile Loki? Um. <laughs> um. There will be somewhere. Croaky's like just seen as a general badass mm. from what I've seen so far, and just the subject of humorous fan art. Um, but Sylvie is a variant of Loki presenting as a woman. Yeah, and uh, when when they say variants, is better, and and you've got the sacred timeline as well. It's the whole thing of um, I don't did did does anyone know if the TVA existed in the comics or whether this is a new thing? Just for the I season? think it did. Yeah, but I'm not entirely sure whether it was in quite the same form or not. It looked very futuristic in the comics. I saw some like panels from, mm. um, and the styles suggested it was that those panels were from more than. <sighs> 20 25 years ago that makes sense because one of the big things because we you know we've discussed it with you know the big resets and stuff like that with both marvel and dc is they tend to have alternate timelines just because it's sometimes it's more interesting for the writers you know they can do stuff without mm. consequences to the main you know timelines so that they say well this is just an alternate timeline you know, where like Aunt May was a budgie or something, <laughs> you know, it's something like that. It's just something mm. that the writers do. But then, of course, that that timeline exists and then everything gets really complicated and they prune it back. So this is like a an in-universe way of addressing all the alternate timelines. So you have a variant pop up and they do something unexpected which would otherwise create a new timeline, like Aunt May being the budgie. And then, oh, everything's gone a little bit wrong. How did this happen? And in this um, answer to that is, you know, the TVA who will turn up saying, nope, stop it. And and appear with those time glassy yeah, things. Yeah, you're being very silly. We're going to prune this timeline. And their version of pruning is effectively annihilating the timeline. But yeah, it's... It, you know, a little bit more complicated than that, but yeah, it's it's basically to yeah. stop the timeline from branching off into all kinds of different directions and having mm-hmm. alternate universes everywhere. It's it's it, I would say it's a bit more firm than the timey wine we would be wobbly. 
Um, yes. Oh, definitely far more ordered, structured, more lore involved, and quite frankly, better than seemingly what DC wants to do. But you know what's interesting? Mm. So if you haven't seen the latest Deadpool 3 trailer, perhaps you need to do that. But having watched that recently, the situation... Wait, what? Deadpool 3? Trailer. That's a Deadpool 3 trailer? Yes. It's not like a... As an aside, I recently saw Deadpool 2, and uh, for all the people who said don't bother, just stay with Deadpool 1, you were right. But carry on. Anyway, so Deadpool 3 trailer. So um, the situation with Loki, the situation with the What If series, mm-hmm. which is also coming, and which um, Loki certainly perfectly enables... Oh, um, I, I yeah, would, yeah. I would really like it if the TVA turned up at the end of every episode and just say, "Look, stop it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, um, it makes it sounds like they've kind of they have allowed themselves the room to wiggle in something like Deadpool, um, basically mm. into the um, MCU, um, and technically, depending on how Sony plays ball, various elements from. Venom and Venom films and obviously Spider-Man well, I mean, films. Uh, because there, I know there's there's been massive rumours for absolutely ages now about the different Spider-Men being, you know, involved in Spider-Man 3. Yeah, yeah I've um, kept hearing that they're going to have, like, um, Thingy Garfield, who mm-hmm. I, I've... For some reason, I've never seen um, Spider-Man 3. Well, as in the Maguire... Through. Yeah, and I've yeah. never seen either of the. Is it Andrew Garfield? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never the, seen. His, them. his were the amazing Spider-Man films. Yeah. In... Um, Spider-Man Three is truly diabolical. Um, in my opinion, um, the first Amazing Spider-Man was actually quite good. Um, the second one, the main bad guy, which is Electro, played by is it Jimmy Fox? Yep. Um is clearly a character with some severe psychological issues that needs help not fucking mm. about with Spider-Man. Um, and that film, so it massively, massively pissed me off. Basically because of uh, what they do with the bad guy. I mean, that and they also basically try to set up too many future films yeah, uh, and ideas. Um, basically just kind of lost sight of what that film was meant to be. Mm. It was just like, oh, and this is coming, and that's coming, and that co- that's coming, and it's like, right, okay. It, um, in other but, words, but, it, it but was a, film? a little bit too Daredevil season two. Yes. With the let's set up the Punisher, let's do this, and you go, oh God, just let, I'm what I'm trying to watch Daredevil, just do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, Loki. Um. So basically, the the situation with um various timelines and stuff uh, with Loki or not because that's the thing you've got the sacred timeline it constantly the TV are constantly trying to keep it as the only timeline that has been their sole purpose for goodness knows how long and you know what the freaking TV is creepy it's kind of like the I mean okay so sort of like hellscape kind of like as you're saying sort of 1960s decor the late 50s early 60s kind of decor and graphics and, and things but the other alarming fact is that we learn over the course of this, the first season that everyone who works for the TVA is actually a form of is actually someone who was a variant. Yeah. Um, and they've basically been 
you know, taken from their their lives, um, reprogrammed in God knows what else, essentially with their minds, and 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 forced into TVA servitude for. Well, there would seem to you didn't seem there didn't seem to be retirement plans for people working the TVA. No, there didn't. That's seem, yeah, there didn't seem to be anything for that. Exactly. So you're just there for an eternity. It is a literal hell. One one thing um, which I was expecting and it didn't happen was when Mobius goes to see his boss, and you know they're chatting, and you know he sees there's another case file that uh, you know it's been left for her to read. And you know, she says, "Oh, you, you know, you're not the only um, agent I've got working for me, or you mm. know, reporting directly to me." I was expecting that other agent to also be him, because mm. surely, if you're going to have variants, there's nothing to say, especially within the case of Loki, as you see throughout the series. There's nothing to say that you can't just have multiple variants of the same person. Yeah. So if they're if they're suited to be an agent or an uh, you know, an investigator, then why not just have multiple versions of them? Yeah, and then there's not just that. So you could have multiple variants of the work of the same person, individual working there. Yeah. But the space of the TVA headquarters was it was okay. While it had a solid, more solid grounding, the series does on time. In terms of space, it was very much. Like a taking a leaf out of the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed to go on and on and on. <laughs> and, and so on and the on. idea of having obviously various of the same variants, mm. you know, working there, but they would never see each other. Entirely plausible. Yeah. Um but, but gosh, uh, what what do we what did we like about this first season? Um I think I like this the the law that it's set up is like unreliable in the sense of you're being told the rules but then those rules aren't the full picture. Mm. I like that the fact that you're kind of uncovering the story behind the law. Yeah. I I liked that it was a little bit it was a little bit wizard of oz. In like the you know the, the last episode yeah. of the bit, <laughs> like you know he like is it Kang is mm. is um, human, but obviously enhanced to some degree because even through tools or whatever, just so that they could see time and handle time in the way that they did until obviously. Sylvie and Loki, mm-hmm. and Sylvie in particular, just stopped the flow and it became unpredictable and what was going to happen next. I, I saw a few people who were unhappy with him being introduced in the final episode. What, did they think he should be like earlier on or not? Or like in a movie or something? Or in well, another season? I, I, I think some people were expecting it to all be another Loki. And it's just, I'm perfectly fine with Loki just being Loki. You know, Loki and mm. his variants are, you know, being true to their Loki selves. Yeah. And being, 
you know, punished by the universe in one way or another, or just, you know, just by their own actions. The, the situation mean, they're getting themselves into. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, fine with all that, but I didn't see Loki as the big manipulator. I mean, Loki is a manipulator in general, but he's always kind of been a manipulator for himself. Yeah. Um, and basically because he sees it as the right thing to do, which is kind of why partially he kind of understands why Kanga's kind of done this. Um, but I know I, I feel like Kang is going to be a ma- much more bigger threat than Loki, and they kind of needed that. And potentially a bigger threat than Thanos, depending on how they handle things. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... In fact, it was, I, I quite enjoy, and I quite like the fact that, you know, when the uh, Loki variants kind of got together, they discussed where the variations happened in their, you know, mm. kind of individual kind of timelines and whatnot. Mm. And like Kid Loki, um, he actually killed his brother Thor, and that's why he was going to be, you know, kind of pruned and whatnot. And uh, what was it? Um, what's his name? Older Loki. Rich D. Grant. Oh. Yeah, yes, he, his he, Loki basically kind of is pretty much kind of follow along from the timeline. Apart from, um, he basically just pretends that um, he, uh, Thanos snapped his neck, and then he goes and hides. He goes and hides for you know kind of most of his life, <laughs> and I I thought that was absolutely fucking perfect because the amount of fan fan theories that would have been out there um, that was like, oh, well, Loki's Loki's got to have survived. He's basically just played this trick and he's going to pop up somewhere. Mm. Turns out, he does. <laughs> yeah. But um, another thing that was interesting with the whole sort of like Kang situation and I was okay with him being revealed as bad guy. I got none of the baggage of understanding who the character is in the comics because I've not read the comics where he first appears. Um... To me, it made sense it wasn't a Loki on account of that. Let's think about what tends to motivate Loki is that if he's going to take anything out of it that becomes a position of power, it's something that he's going to gain some joy from. And I'm not sure if anyone noticed, but whatever Kang had going on was pretty fucking depressing and joyless. Yes. Yeah. Um, and was a fucking chore. Like, there was no fun to be had in watching the sacred timeline for mm. eternity pruning every single variation yeah. imaginable all the time um like that that that's just not that's not the loki wave enjoying things yeah and i love the fact that basically sylvie just hid in apocalypses because she knew how the system worked so well mm. that was a clever um point mm. And it's just, yeah, you can understand the motivation for her character because she was pruned when, what, she was about six or seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And seemingly just she was playing in her room and then got took by, you know, suddenly some of the agents. It's just, yeah, you can understand how she's so incredibly bitter towards the TVA. Because literally everything was taken from her. And that's kind of refreshing. It wasn't just a, oh yeah, you know, there's you know, a bit of revenge for this or something like that. It's like, no, it's 
you've had a lifetime of seething. Yeah, and if she were to pop up anywhere, she would get pruned. So yeah. it's not just it's kind of enforced. Um, well, being like an enforced fugitive, as it were. Yeah, and only being in the most incredibly dangerous situations because that's what the only place you could be safe, ironically. Mm. And that all oh, that kiss between Loki and Sylvie <laughs> must have sent sent the internet into blaze. <laughs> well, that's the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's like how about self cest and it's kind of yeah, but I mean, I mean, this is entirely in keeping with Loki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing. Like, so, so that to, to bring us back to those fandom circles that we <laughs> talked about last year, the aunties were unimpressed. They're still unimpressed with what happened because it's like, oh, you, uh, and it's like, you, you do realize that Loki's fucked a bunch of animals in actual myth, gone pregnant by them in some cases, and a whole manner of other far more sordid things. So, like, or become an animal and been fucked. Like Loki has done yeah. things that that there have maybe sometimes regrets, in, but Loki has every, done things in every single sense of done. Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, you know, even if they were to get it on, would be, would it be classed as masturbation? Eh, maybe. I don't know. Um, if it's certainly narcissistic, it, perhaps, it depends what but... they do, doesn't it? Uh huh. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it was just like this. This is the thing you take issue with, okay? Just go be quiet they, somewhere they, they, else. They really don't like waters being muddied. They like their clean waters. They they should give up on watching any media based on ancient myths or religious texts, then, because boy. So God, wait until they read the Minotaur. Their favorite drink would be literally like Brita filter water. No, there's probably some sordid thing in the past there for the brandy that we just don't know about. They probably wouldn't even be able to drink that. Um, they probably wouldn't drink... You know what? They probably wouldn't drink Evian because of the whole baby-themed uh, campaign for advertising ah. they did for years. And not because it spells naive backwards. No. Um, and not, not because it's it's fucking water. We'll just get it up to the top. Yeah. Jesus, what's yeah. wrong with you? I am. I'm vaguely tempted. Vaguely tempted to go look for fanfics that have got Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie together in a relationship, like an OT three. Loki, Loki, Evian. It just sounds like it'd be quite a nice kind of uh, a polyam ship to uh, investigate. If anyone's written anything yet, because the series, yeah. that's the thing, like, has anyone finished writing any f- big fanfics on that yet? I can I can easily put money on someone somewhere has. Or it's currently posting and it's a work in progress. Yeah. There'll, there'll be at least um, a few chapters up somewhere. Yeah. But I do, I do feel like, because obviously Loki has opened up properly a new chapter of the Marvel Cinematic cinematic universe and in a way that made more sense than the ending of wandavision yeah i can't remember the ending of falcon and the winter soldier oh basically uh, when um captain mackie um basically uh kind of saves the day for everybody but then gives a lecture to uh, the politician basically turn around and saying that the bad guys aren't really that bad and you guys are not really that good 
yeah, that didn't really have massive consequences for the rest of the no, MCU. No, no. Yeah. And then it goes on the fish boat with Bucky, apparently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, this is definitely kind of where things kind of get a bit more interesting. Obviously, we're going to have um, kind of soon some new heroes coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, like the Eternals and Shang-Chi. Um, and then you've got all the, like, the different... Um, New Marvel series that are coming, like uh, She Hulk and uh, obviously What If, as we said previously. Yeah, What If, uh, What If is the one that I'm got, one that I've been looking forward to um, quite a lot because I do like these kind of alternate kind of What If this would have happened instead of that. It's all thing. just fanfic of Marvel made by people at Marvel. <laughs> yep. It's all it is. But but it makes sense because they've built a legacy already. They've built mm-hmm. a timeline. Which means that you can go back and you can go, ah, oh, I recognise that scene from the film, but it's going to play out very, very differently because there are different characters involved. Yeah. Um, it's going to be far more interesting. And it looks like Marvel Zombies is going to be in there somewhere. Oh, God. I I want to know, does anyone know if Budgie Aunt May got a series? Unsure. I'd be surprised if not. she didn't. Excellent character. I mean, it's a little bit... Fantastic A little bit too much Sony um, territory there. <laughs> Although saying that, I think from one of the trailers, I, I could have sworn there was like a Spider-Man in there. It would be nice but... if they threw in some Miles Morales or something. Yeah. I just want more Miles Morales. But... <laughs> um, Miles is awesome. Best thing to come out of uh, Ultimate Marvel. Marvel Ultimate. Mm. And it it's kind of because um, I remember the trailers for the um, second Spider Man one. I can't remember which one. Uh, Far from Home was it? Yeah. Yeah. And how it was kind of hyping up, like oh, you know, uh, uh, Mysterio was kind of from like an alternate dimension type thing, mm. you know, um, dimension six one six or whatever it was. And it's it's like I kind of felt a bit played on that one. Because that was in the trailers, and then it turns out that it was a big fucking liar. Yeah. I was just like, ah, you got me, you bastard. I thought that was well done. But now it's coming true. Now you can get a, a variant Mysterio. Hmm. Who really was from the different era. Maybe it's who that Mysterio was copying. <gasps> And on that note, <laughs> because I'm trying not to fall asleep, um, I think that's all we've got time for. You for do realise that there's a variant where you had coffee in this evening and you're still wide awake. And then fail to fall asleep and I'm tired all through work tomorrow. Yeah. Don't want that variant. We're going to prune that variant. You're going to prune that variant? I'm going to prune that variant. Yeah. I'm going to prune you. Off it goes. Um... So that's what we've got time for. So it is good night from. It is good night from me, uh, Paul Wood. I'm at Retroid on Eurogamer.net and Super Retroid on Twitter. It's good night from me, Paul Blewett, and I'm on Twitter as at Paul Blewett. And it's good night from me, Emily King. I'm on Twitter at EMKingMA. You can find those this episode over at www.nerdassemble.co.uk or on Twitter and Instagram at nerdspodcast. We're on Facebook as Nerds Assemble Podcast. Episodes are available on various platforms, including things like Stitcher, Apple 
Podcasts, Spotify, and a bunch of other places. And and that is all we've got time for this week. So uh, good night. Good night. Good night. So get this. Get this. What if Activision Blizzard weren't a bunch of bastards? Who the fuck proved that? Yeah, I would love to know. But it's budgy. She's a villain after all. <laughs> That's not going to be Mobius, is it? No. He's lovely. Yes. You see, I, I got through all that without saying a Mobius strip joke. Yeah, here we are in the end a little bit. <laughs> that does seem one-dimensional of you. Oh, God. <laughs>